Ray Morano? No, that's the guy from the TV show. Who's the guy? <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> Who's the guy? Loves I would love to see Ray Romano have a, a wrestling match. I think that would be endless. No, who's the Ray guy? one that could go against Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Ray the... versus Ray. Fucking excellent. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest and smoothest gaming podcast. Thanks to Manscaped. Save 20% off, get free shipping with the code Well Shaved. I am Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Vrabruge. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. And hello. And from his new digs in the southern half of Tasmania, Adam Ryan. Oh, hello. I had to walk a whole five minutes to get to the southern half of Tasmania, but I'm here. How was the walk? Uh, brisk. No, it was actually, it was hot as shit the, the day we moved, which being Tasmania is a bit odd. It had been really cool for the, the days leading up and then it was like 30 degrees the move day. So I was one very sweaty man. Solid, but uh, you, the the move went well and the house is good. Actually, no, no, the story, Maybe maybe you could tell the story very quickly about the move. Yeah, the move for the most part went well. So we hired a truck, put all our shit in there. Um, and then my partner Key had her car and then we had a mate's car as well because my car was indisposed at the time. So we drove down, everything was going smooth, stopped in at Campbelltown for a pie. It's still a shithole, so that's fun. Um, and then we got to about, I'd say 15 minutes from our new house and the clutch in Key's car just completely went and it was just a useless pedal and she had to pull over on the side of the road and we had to call her wreckers to, to come and collect it. This was all within literally like 10 or 15 minutes from, from the destination. So it just needed to get that little bit further, but it, yeah, it died so, so close to the final destination. So yeah, we spent about, I think three days in the new house without a car, which Luckily, where we live now is, like, it's walking distance from most things. Um, but, yeah, that was a, a fun way to start our, our new journey in this in this new house, was carless and completely out of money. Bummer. Yeah. But you made That's it. That's all right, though. We did make it. The, the house is really cool. The neighborhood's great, and it's nice and close to the city. So very few complaints, really. I'm just glad that we managed to get down here with all our shit and nothing was broken in the truck. So that's that's a plus. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Melbourne boys, how are you? Oh, yeah. All right, trucking along. Yeah, I've been uh, laid up for the past, oh, probably since just before the weekend with bowel issues, but that's just me. I've got a, I've got a bitch belly. Too many... Uh... Nippy's ice coffees, mate. Too many <laughs> chocolate milks. <laughs> <laughs> your own chocolate milks. Um. Anyway, oh, so mate. that's disgusting. Too early Come in on. the podcast. It is too early. Isn't it too early though? Yeah. Fair enough. My my apologies uh, to everyone paying attention. All right. Actually, no. I've got a story for you. 
Well, it's not really a story. Question. When's the last time everyone here has been to the dentist? Oh, year and a half. Early early stages of the pandemic. Oh, okay, right. That's actually not that long ago. Adam? I don't know. I think it's been a couple of years since I've been to the dentist. A couple of years, okay. Okay, Fakey? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been? Uh, I want to say high school. Fuck. You should go. I went today. Uh, I haven't been in about five, six years. <laughs> but I, like, I, I feel like I lo- look after my teeth pretty well. Pretty well. Um, Do you, you floss, know, got, uh, Every now and again. Mostly after I have <laughs> red meat, actually. So when I have like a meaty dish, uh, I normally floss or I see something like okay. stuck in my teeth yeah. every night. Nah, nah, I don't. But it's um, a minimum. Yep. Yeah, like I got to go, clean and, you know, it feels fucking weird, you know, having all these... Them scraping the shit out of your teeth and stuff, but everyone, I recommend everyone, if you haven't been in a couple of years, go definitely get your teeth looked at because they're very important, very important. Thank you um, for this public service announcement. Yeah, I, had your I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. I got uh, public, not public health, um, private health, the opposite. Um, they helped out a little bit, but I got to go back in a month, no, three weeks, and get a, a deep feeling. Um, uh, no, I see, I think get, they're just trying to get sell you there, mate. Looked at too. Well, no, it's like going to the mechanic. They tell you everything else is wrecked. Come back next time. No, he showed me. They did like this three D scan. It's actually fucking impressive, eh? Um, yeah, and there's a couple of little areas of concern. The other one, uh, sadly enough, is that he, uh, you know, shock. He recommended that I take my tongue piercing out. Um, He's a hack. Well, you need to show him the pros versus cons. I know. Should I? I said, look, no, I can't say that on the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a moneymaker. This is how I get my dick fillings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, apparently it's actually uh, uh, removed about 60, uh, 50 to 60% of the, of the bone support of my uh, back gum, behind, like I so said, behind my teeth. He showed me like a picture of where my gum lining should be, kind of thing, and where it's at. And he's like, "That's yeah, not good." So, get 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 rid of it. I'm like, "Well, I'm 35. I still need a tongue piercing. Fucking oath, I do." So, well, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, go get your tongue piercings. I know, uh, fucking go get your, go get your teeth <laughs> right. looked at because um, they're very very important. Um, yeah. Also, uh, sad story, but someone. Uh, did the old open their car door on, on, on my car door today and didn't leave a note oh, no. and there's a big fucking dent uh, in the side tell, of it. Tell yeah. the listeners again what kind of car it is. Oh, it's, you know, it's a Volkswagen Polo. It's only a couple of years old, so bit, yeah. bit sad. Yeah, devastated. Um, uh, well, what can you do, really? I mean, they didn't leave any details, so... Dick move, that is. Dick move. Yes. It is actually. So if you ever hit another car or open your car door, don't be a dick. Leave leave a note. That's my. Uh, they're my yep. friendly PSAs for today. Um, that's all I got for you for public service announcements. All right, um, we're on a bit of a time constraint here, a little bit. So let's get straight into it. Uh, video games that we've played this week, Adam. I don't think though. You look like a bit like something's just happened. Look a bit stunned there. You're right. Yeah, you said my name. You scared me. I haven't done this for a couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm not used to it. You know, 
you haven't got anything really to talk about, I don't think, apart from a minor hands-on session with something. Oh, no, wait, no. You played teeny, tiny... He's going to do it? Tiny, oh, tiny. No. Do you know, after you, because... <sighs> Uh, I'm, I'm doing a little a few other bits and pieces on the side and I needed to write the the title for that game. And I know I fucking wrote it as tiny, oh, fucking teeny. T- I, I wrote teeny it incorrectly teeny. because you, because <laughs> you say it incorrectly. Um, just, I know the, I know the preview's been up for about a week, but just give us like a very, very, very quick recap of what you played. Yeah, it's very much fantasy Borderlands, but in a good way. So it's, Every, every part of it is surrounded by like magic and the, the kind of D and D feel that they're, they're going for. Um, it's definitely not a huge departure from Borderlands. If you've played the Borderlands games, you kind of, you know what you're getting into. Um, the, the melee side of things is a little bit more expanded. You can get swords and axes and hammers and stuff. You definitely, there aren't just melee builds for each of the character classes but they're they're definitely a little bit more meaty this time around uh and the spell casting kind of takes the place of grenades uh so you can attach them and they have different elemental abilities and they're a whole bunch of fun but the the yeah the best part of it is definitely just the the setting and the characters because the whole like the bunkers and badasses is what they call it D D more or less uh, is very, very, very entertaining. And the voice cast is fantastic. Uh, they have some very meta-filled moments where they're talking as their PCs, but they're also talking outside of the game about how the game is actually running. So it's it's a bundle of fun. It's more Borderlands if you like that, if you're into it. Uh, and maybe if you haven't played any of the other games in this series, this probably would be a good one to, to jump into. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a, had a blast. I got my hands on two different classes. One was more stealth based and the other one was kind of a vampiric. You use your own health points to, to damage opponents and whatnot, but both builds were a lot of fun. Lots of variation, which was great, which you don't te- really get that much in the, the mainline uh, Borderlands series. They're very samey. Um, but both of them felt really, really unique, very different, different play styles. So that's another big up, but yeah, very keen for the, the full launch. Solid, solid. Um, and that was on PC. Yeah, it was on PC. Yes. So I couldn't uh, hit anything cause I actually decided to try and use mouse and keyboard. So I completely oh, shit the bed. Nice. Had the, uh, old girl handle it. Do you know what? She, she held up well, it sounded like it was going to take off, but. It, did, it got the job done. It sounds like it's going to take off when I'm opening a fucking Google Chrome tab. So one way, well, one way or another, it's going to get those fans pumping. But nah, she dealt with it well. Freaking flies, mate. Get on it. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So apart from that, have you played anything else that's not the other game? Uh, just Elden Ring. That's it. I, I think I'm tickling 25 to 30 hours and Jesus. I've only beaten the first main boss. So safe to say that I'm having a glorious old time just exploring the open world is genuinely fantastic. I could not love the game more and reading through Jordan's review. I can absolutely see why he, he gave it such a, a glowing score. So yeah, that's pretty much taken up all the, the time that I've had. Plus I was, I was without internet for 
you know, a good period of time with the move. Uh, and, you know, I don't need to read a bunch of messages saying try jumping when I'm next to a cliff. So the, the online aspect of it wasn't really missed. So it was a good game to play while we're moving about. Nice. I actually forgot to mention this last week, but at, at the very, very beginning, I thought those messages were actually part of the game. <laughs> ah, some of them are but some definitely are. not all of them oh right okay because it wasn't until i was like no that doesn't that sounds a bit fishy it's only when you realize that there was a message left at like a corpse that says try fingering or butthole or something that you were try, like hang on a head. second <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, you're like oh, something's something's not right here mm. <laughs> Nice one, nice one. Nathan, you got anything you want to talk about at all? You had a question for me apparently with for Elden Ring, so yeah, now's right. your moment. I'll, no, no, I'll come back to it in a sec. But um, oh, okay. no, no, I'll start with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously I've been playing a fair ton of Elden Ring and absolutely adoring it. It's, it's tickling that itch that I've had since finishing Breath of the Wild, that desire to want to replay a massive game where there's so much reward in exploration and now I've finally got it. But I was just curious because I've seen now um, over the past week some people might have had to challenge at the start of the game. Did you, Zach, encounter the tutorial right at the start or did you miss it? Um, there is really? a very clearly laid out tutorial at the very start of the game, uh, but you can walk straight past it. What's the tutorial? It, it's a it, step-by-step of this is how to hit, <laughs> this is how to roll, this is how to block, like a tutorial. Like a, it's um, it's stopping you every few every few meters to go. Here's a new mechanic. Here's a new mechanic. Here's a new mechanic. No, is that in the cave? Yes, it starts yeah. in the cave, and you can. Oh, there's um, two directions in the cave. You can go up the stairs, and or you, you can jump boss? down. Yep, or you can. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I did do that. Cave yeah. of knowledge or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did. Excellent. So yeah, you start in the cave of knowledge, but yeah, there's there's two, two I don't know, pathways. Maybe I thought someone and he killed me. I died in the tutorial, so Okay. Shadows. Maybe you did. I'm not making fun or anything, I just found it really insult really interesting that people new to the series had missed something so crucial for an introduction. Well, yeah, it's I mean, a rough thing to miss. The only reason why I saw that is actually it's because of a message, which is why I thought the messages were real, because one of the first messages I read was Cave of Knowledge is down, like down here or something like that. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going down here then. So yeah. Oh, I smart did. man. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. I would have fucking just waited on straight. And probably had a horrible time. I mean, it did, I didn't really learn much, to be honest. I just sort of skipped through it and did whatever. I guess old dogs, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I... I don't need to say too much more on that because I could I could go for a great length of time on that game. But the other game I've been playing, so I've played what I'd consider Elden Ring, game of the year, uh, best action game in the last five years. Also had the privilege of playing the worst action game of the last five years, uh, something me and Kira have dipped into with Mark is Babylon's Fall. And oh boy, <laughs> that game has a whiff about it. It's got a certain odour. Do you want to talk about that now or do you want to talk about that? Um... No, talk about it now. Do it. You don't need to spend a lot of time with this game to see what it has to get, like what it's got on offer. You need to only spend 15 to 20 minutes with this game to see what the entire game is. So I get, essentially this game presents itself, I guess, I think in our conversation, the way to conceptualize this or frame Babylon's Falls to imagine that it's 
a, and again, I did borrow this from a, an article that I'd read, but think of it as like a mobile game that the last second's been pulled from mobile platforms and packaged into a console game. Because the UI, the layout, right from your very introduction of the game, it's telling you to sign into a Square Enix account. Cool, that's a bit weird. And then you're like, okay, so I want to go party up with Kieran. So uh, that's all right. Should pull my PlayStation friends list. No, it wants to pull my Square account friends list. Kieran's not on that. So now I've got to add him. I've got to get his friend code. Okay, so we've finally gotten into the game. So how do we party up? Oh, that's uh, there's no option for partying up. We eventually find an option called Return to HQ, I believe. Is that right, Kieran? Yeah. Yeah, Return to HQ, because we're clicking through everything in the menus. Like, there has to be a way you can party up with people, because this game is it's not a good game. But the only way you can remedy that is with a few like-minded folks to make fun of it with. Return to HQ then allows you to, what you would think is return to your headquarters, but rather, no, 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 it's return to the headquarters of somebody that you're friends with or partied with. Uh, which makes no sense whatsoever. And I think the very first button you see in the game seems to be in Chinese characters. So the game's not even like fully translated properly through its UI. Uh, the whole thing's an absolute shit show. Uh, the moment you first load into the game, it's belting you with Battle Pass shit. Um, there's a $160 version of the game. The Digital Deluxe Edition does what? not come. Does not come with the Battle Pass. It comes with a couple of cosmetic items. Uh, I say a couple, I think it comes with four cosmetic items. They are purely cosmetic items. And the base game itself is a full $99.99 title. This game has about as much going for it as a freemium mobile game. That's not us being derogatory. Um, that is what the game plays as. It's got one decent hook um, that I'm sure Adam, uh, not Adam, sorry, Mark will go into. It's that every, you've got four equipment slots. You've sort of got two back slots or, or shoulder slots, as you may and two hand slots, and you can equip all variety of weapons into each of those slots, and depending on which slot you equip it, it'll have its own move set, um, which which is a nice little novelty. It kind of plays like near Automata in that sense, uh, but that's really the only similarity between it and other Platinum game titles. It has none of the quality. It is fairly atrocious. All the enemies are complete sponges, difficulties all over the place. Item scaling makes absolutely no sense. You'll get an item that's an item power level 5, but all its stats are worse than your item level one item. Um, I have no idea what's happened to you. What do you think, Kieran? Um, yeah, I mean, you've pretty much just summed it up. It's just... It, it, none of it makes any fucking sense. haven't even mentioned the graphics, but this thing will give you motion sickness <laughs> while it's standing still. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not it's, pleasant. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's just like they went out of their way to make a bad game. Like, it just doesn't make... I... I Every yeah, everything about it is just how did this how did this pass? How did this like how did they put this out? It's like it's almost like I think I was saying it's almost like they they created like an alpha build to like show off to the Square Enix mm-hmm. uh, you know, head honchos to say, Hey, we should develop this and they're like, Oh yeah, that looks good, put it out. <laughs> it's ready. Let's go. Slap <laughs> <laughs> some microtransactions on there. Yeah, that's a really good observation. So the graphics look, I read like PS2 sort of style. Is that what I'm reading? Or yeah, yeah, halfway mm. between high-end PS2, low-end PS3. Like it looks worse than most PS3 games, but better than most PS2 would be my argument. Yeah, right. Yeah. With that horrendous right. like oil painting filter that they took like straight out of like the Photoshop default filter gallery. Or layers of fear. Shut up. Yeah, like, it's uncomfortable. You'll be watching, 
Uh, Mark pointed out, and he's quite right, um, you start on a little dock, there's like a little hub area where you can then go select your quest and it'll take you to an instance where essentially you're just running hallways in what is effectively um, the Tower of Babel uh, in Babylon. I'm not even sure if that lines up properly or not. That's just these linear hallways that have nothing to do with the story context around them. Me and Kieran were playing a mission where we had to go to the docks and find some spy that might have been doing some dodgy stuff with some merchants down on the docks. But the mission itself took us into the tower. We ran a few floors, jumped over a few pitfalls, beat a few little goblin-looking fucks, and then the cutscene continued. Ah, so we found the person at the docks. It's like, well, we didn't even go to any docks. Like, what is happening here? It's it's incredible. It really is incredible. Um, and I think I, I hope hope Mark has this to say. But he said he said it last night or the night before. He said it's it's the it's the most fun you can have with a three or something like that. As in like like it's a it's a stinker. Ooh, that's right? my like pickup line. Out of 10. <laughs> the most fun you can have with a three, <laughs> because because there is um there is a there is a, 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 a it's not a broken game by any means. It works. It just it's so bad at what it does. Um, so there is a fun to be had there, but only if you can get a full party of three people and they're not going to like you after playing an hour of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. Um, I kind of want to play more in a hateful way just to see how much worse it gets. Yeah, okay. Well, um, that sounds shit out. Yeah, that's no. rough, man. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That's, that so, was me repeatedly playing it. So do you think that um, the PlayStation will be pretty pissed? Because they would have obviously paid for this in some regard because it's a PS5 exclusive, yeah. No. Well, PS5, well, PS4 and PC. But I guess yeah. it's Sony, right? Like it's not on Microsoft platforms. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they would, if you know, PlayStation would be like, you know, we want exclusive rights to this for a year or whatever. If it lasts a year. Yeah. The other question is, do you think uh, so? Platinum have been saying that they want, you know, they want to get back into um, Scalebound. Do you reckon this is going to convince Big Phil to write a big fat check? This is not a game that you want on your company portfolio. Like, this is a big black stain. And I know I'm sounding cruel. I do have fun playing it. But as I said, it requires such a very specific setting and a, such a low bar of expectation. It, it, it's not great. Mm. Bummer. <laughs> That's how we feel. Bummer. All right. So we'll look out for Mark's review when it hits the website. Um, yeah. I think he's going to love it. <laughs> it sounds that way I mean Jesus. you've sold me so I'm convinced alright KB what, what have you been have you been, been playing anything I know that you've been playing a shit ton of stuff for review yeah not a lot that I can talk about um, but like the rest of us I have been uh, dabbling in Elden Ring getting a start on my pledges from last week yep um I I started a new save like I said I would. Mm-hmm. I'm only maybe like five or six hours into it, but um, I smashed Old Mate Market 
What? I've done, in six I've done hours? maybe like, yeah, I've done maybe like a dozen bosses. I think it took me total. fifteen hours. Um, no, I fucked him up. Used like I used one one healing flask, and that was it. What? That's um, insulting. That that hurts. That hurts my feelings. I need you to know. <laughs> Did you at least use the the tricky item? No, I, I didn't f- get it. I forgot about it. Uh, I, you fuck off. I Kieran. use I use my summon. I use I summon my doggies, but that was it. Uh, wow, I'm genuinely soul. impressed. Because even the doggies aren't really up to the task. Like they're, they're helpful. Right. But wow, all Jesus. right, damn. Um, there you go. Eh? We got a pro over here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I um I haven't I haven't done the rest of the castle yet. I'm just like wandering around uh, Limgrave and whatever that other area is to the right of it. New Caledonia or whatever. You're not in Caled. <laughs> well, I couldn't want to go to New Caledonia. True story. Uh, you, you, you in Caled? Like the Redlands? Yeah, Caled. Off. Oh, boy. Fuck off, Kieran. You're what the hell, you man? Oh, dearie me. I'm just Come looking on. for stuff to do. Jesus. You've got a death wish is what you have. <laughs> wow, oh, wow. Damn. But, yeah. That's all I got. Nice. What have you um, been playing, Zach? Well, much like Kieran, I made a start on my pledge games. Ooh. Um, playing more Ghosts of Tsushima. Good man. Uh, yeah. It's uh, the more. It's one of those games I haven't played enough attention to it. Can you know? I keep. I, I play for like two hours, and I switch out to another game, or I've got a review game. So then I go back. And I go, what the fuck are the buttons again, and what the fuck's going on, and. Um, but no, like I'm actually, I spent like a good two or three hours with it on the weekend. Yeah. Nice. I like it. And I'm, the more I play it, the less shit I get at the combat. Cause that's one thing that I didn't really like. Cause I just felt like I was dodging like all the time. And I was like, this is just a dodge fest. Like just let me, you know, I go to fight someone and they've got like the red attack and it's like, we're well, sweet. Then I go to fight someone again. You know, I go, I go, I, I dodge and I run back to them and they red attack me again. And it's like, well, this is just. But anyway, it's uh, getting better. It's less of that now. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Nice. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's get. Uh, Adam, you've been playing a little bit of the new wrestling game. I have. Wrestling. I've been doing the wrestles and the tassels. Uh, I I think I've only played oh, maybe two or three hours worth of WWE 2K22. Um, and I can say very confidently it is a completely different beast to 2K20, which was an absolute dumpster fire. Um, it it feels fairly different from a lot of the more recent 2k games. Um, it's probably most similar to maybe 2k 18. I want to say, um, it kind of toes the line between simulator and arcade. Like for those who really want to get into it and try and put on like five star matches, there is enough depth there that you can do that. And you can put on a compelling match that even for someone, you know, sitting near you would be interested in. Um, but also it has just kind of pick up and the pick up and play aspect to it. So there's light combos, heavy combos, and the way you do power moves now is you get into a grapple first and then you kind of hit uh, square or X and a direction and they will just do a move, whether it's a suplex, 
um, or like a, a brain buster or something like that, depending on, you know, if you've grabbed them from the, the back or the front, they'll, they'll just execute it. So it's, it's very beginner friendly, which I think these games have struggled with for a long time since, uh, probably since the SmackDown versus Raw games then went on to be the, the 2K games. Um, but yeah, I've played a handful of just singles matches, tag teams, triple threats, all that sort of business. And I'm just now tickling the showcase mode, which is centered around Rey Mysterio's career. Uh, so it has a bunch of his, I'll say in inverted commas, highlight matches from his career. Um, the, the way wrestling works, they're a little bit limited to what they can actually do. So they've got like matches with The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, um, obviously Eddie Guerrero. So a lot of the big ones, but uh, people like Chris Jericho aren't with the company. So you can't have his his classic matches with Chris Jericho or and Kurt Angle's not in the game. So you can't have his feud with Kurt Angle. And obviously Chris Benoit is a bit of a taboo topic and you definitely can't have him in games anymore. So they don't have their feud either. So there's there's some weird little inconsistencies with that. There's, you know, massive matches. And then there's a match that he had with Grand Metalik on Raw in 2020, which I don't think really meant anything at the time, let alone it being a standout match of his career. But, you know, that's, that's fine. There's still a, a few little weird... Uh, bugs and glitches here and there, you know, you get caught up in the ropes or the, the animations go a bit funny, but it is just night and day comparison to 2K20. It, it really is like, I picked it up. I played a match after going through the tutorial, which by the way, fantastic. Um, it, it shows you the ropes pun intended really, really well. Um, but yeah, I just jumped into a match and genuinely started having fun with the game, which I haven't been able to do with a wrestling game in quite some time because I'm really shit at them usually. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it and I'm yeah, really keen to play more and jump into some of the stupider modes like Hell in a Cell and Royal Rumble because they're always a, a good bit of fun. Is that like a career mode? The, so the, the main like career modes you can do are there's the showcase, which is the Rey Mysterio stuff. And there's, I think it's called rise where like you can either create a wrestler or just pick a wrestler and like go from the indies to then NXT to then raw and then to be like doing pay-per-views. So you can either go through Ray's career or you can kind of like make your own person and work your way up to eventually, you know, winning the, the WWE championship if, if you wanted to. Um, there's also the GM mode where you book the shows, but I haven't really touched that yet. Um, but yeah, that's a, a fan favorite mode that I don't think has been in the game since like 2012. So yeah, right. that's, that's yeah, uh, a much, a, a hotly anticipated mode to return, but I uh, haven't touched it yet, but I'm very keen to. Just a question. How, how, how does one even get good at wrestling? So like if it's <laughs> all, like, if it's all fake, right. So right. Pre- predetermined, <laughs> mate predetermined it's all scripted you know whatever how does how does a wrestler get big kind of thing you know what i mean this is like this is just a, this is not a dig this is just a genuine question like could you repeat the uh, question how do wrestlers get big they take roids is the answer good okay yeah i um, think um probably the same way that anyone else does in the gym but like in a general sense of like getting good so I'm, just, I'm just wondering because if, if like if if a company is dictating whether you win or lose and how much 
airtime you kind of get how do you like surely it's it's the company that decide which in for like in most cases which wrestlers get picked yeah. i mean i think if if you're talking about the the bigger companies it's who connects with the audience more and probably draws in the most money um but in a in a more general sense i think it's just who has the most amount of skill and the most amount of character because it's it's very much just it's pageantry like that's it's theater with physicality involved that's realistically what wrestling is so it's who's the most entertaining and who's the most impressive i think would be the the two main things yeah but it's more like if if they're just flogging dead horses like fucking triple h till he's like 70 and there's this young you know young young stud coming up this young bolter Stuck you in haven't stables, watched mate. wrestling. You this haven't watched Bolton. wrestling in a long time, have you? Um, <laughs> no, well, yeah. but it's always just—it's always the same. Have you old heard bloke. of this new kid, John Cena? He's oh, really John promising. Cena. Yeah, like, yeah, he's been there for fucking ever. Randy Orton's—he's <laughs> still doing things. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, he's still kicking ass. Ray Romano? No, that's the guy from the TV show. Who's the guy? <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> Who's Everybody the guy? Loves I would love to see Ray Romano have a, a wrestling match. I think that would be endless. No, who's the Ray guy? one that could go against Ray Mysterio. Yeah, who's Ray the... versus Ray. Who's the, the Romano guy? Roman. Roman? Roman, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Isn't he oh, big boy. and massive? Oh. Yeah, he's... He's like the, the the main person in WWE at the moment. He's their and biggest big wrestler. And Big Edge? Fucking, he's like 60 as well. Edge, yeah, he's back. He's looking good. He's looking gaunt. Old as fuck, mate. Like, seriously. Get some new if cattle. I can, oh, if, I can move, if I can move around like those guys do at that age, I will be fucking stoked. Do you reckon Vince would beat you up? Do you reckon you could, you, you could fight Vince? Now Vincent kicked the shit out of me. He's seventy nine and he is buff as fuck. He he ruined me. Shane, I'd fight Shane any day of the week. Fuck Shane. Yeah right. All right, cool. Um, well, we'll we'll look forward to your. (laughs) Kieran (laughs) looks so so lost. (laughs) Just say wrestler's name, boys. Name one wrestler that you know, KV. Um. You've named them all. (laughs) <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hey, yeah, he's done it. it. Hey, he's done it. Yep. Give him. me an obscure. What's the first obscure wrestler that comes to your mind from playing the wrestling games as a kid? The uh, Hardy Boys. That's good. Enough. I was, was going to say uh, Mankind. That's the most obscure thing I can think of. Billy Gunn, Mister Ass. I thought you'd be all over him. The Ass Man. What a time! I've never played a wrestling game. You well. Miss out. out. Maybe you should play this one. Maybe I will. Maybe we should do it for uh, Redacted. No. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ooh. All right, let's move on from that and go to Nathan. You have been playing another game. I have. I've it's been a live service, perhaps. Shall we talk about Destiny? can if you, yeah. if you want excellent so uh yes i've been lucky enough to spend a bit over what a week now with destiny the witch queen destiny 2 the witch queen now this is pretty big i've tuned in for each big new content drop on destiny 2 since launch effectively i've been around with destiny since the original launched and for anyone that's stuck around that time they know that there's been a couple of milestones and a lot of disappointment in between 
So the first game had a rocky launch. It was redeemed by a sort of 2.0 relaunch, a la courtesy of The Taken King. And for those that stuck around know that that was um, pretty good. That was a game changer for the original. And then we get Destiny 2. It was much more of the same. We saw the same enemies, the same characters, um, same UI, follows the same beats. This is kind of like a Destiny... 2's 2.0. This is what the Taken King does for uh, Destiny 2. Oh, sorry, yeah. So, with this, we've got the Witch Queen, which is the, incidentally, the sister of the big bad of the Taken King. So, there is a lot of crossover with the plotting. Um, big issue that I have with it is this is not a game that's going to onboard new players very well. I guess but, uh, that had really been the previous expansion's job. Be, um, what was that? The... Uh, Beyond Light or whatever that expansion was. The Taken Light? That's No. No, it wasn't. I just to... It was Beyond Light, wasn't it? There's too many. I can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beyond Light. So that, that, that game was about as close as Destiny 2 is ever going to get to onboarding new players. If you miss that boat, which as in my opinion, it, wasn't, it still wasn't the best at onboarding new players. The game has become very convoluted with all its content, how it sunsets a lot of the original content that would probably be helpful for new players and instead throws them just randomly into some expansion with a story that's already ongoing. Um, so in light of that, this is not an expansion that's going to bring in new players, but this is probably the best that Destiny's ever going to get for returning players. Like if you've been sticking around for a while, this is going to be the one that you're going to that's going to get you re-enthused for Destiny all over again, probably as significant as the Taken King does, does, did. So what Destiny 2 gives to, or rather what the, what the Witch Queen gives to new players is, and I think this is probably the most significant improvement right here, is an idea or, or the feeling that the, the, the power fantasy has actually improved. Like with all of these iterations, with all these new years and years of content, we keep getting told that our characters are getting more powerful. But really, they don't. You always hit a grind threshold and things become really difficult. And you don't actually feel like you're much more powerful than than you have when you started Destiny years and years ago. This time, they've kind of revamped everything. They've revamped armor, so you can pretty much um, rejig armor pieces however you'd like. Weapons are pretty much the same. They've got, an armor, they've got a weapon crafting system in the game now, so you can compose these really interesting, unique weapons um, almost from scratch. Like You get to customize pretty much every detail of them. And uh, one of the more interesting of these is one that's called the Glaive. It's kind of like a spear that has a shield attached to it and can shoot. So it does everything in one. This is about as significant an addition to Destiny as the sort of energy blades were back with the Taken King. So this is another, again, callback. The world that the Taken... Sorry, the world that the Witch Queen inhabits. Uh, Sabathun is this kind of big floating island, this ship that has these parallel pocket dimensions in it. And as you're going through the campaign, you spend a lot of time on this big throne world ship and there's so much little secrets and nooks and crannies to get lost in. So you're going to be really... I think the way that this campaign is designed is you're going to be very enthusiastic to play through this with each of your three characters because each time that you're going to see new things and they've actually really redesigned the way that the campaign works. The missions are now much, much longer. They're like... Some of them can go from 40 minutes to an hour and they have these checkpoints through where you're getting big doses of loot after certain points and it just drags it out into this big unfolding story set piece without any interruptions. It's really mean, lean Destiny content. Um, I think at the moment uh, I'm pretty happy with the new 
Strike, which is not something that players will get if they only purchase the standard edition. If you want to get access to the new dungeon, which has normally been roped in with every expansion, you will need to get the deluxe edition, which I think also comes with the first month of the season pass, which Destiny season passes have always been fairly decent in how they conduct their business. So, uh, at the moment, Destiny it really reinvigorates the sort of power fantasy for players. It's given them more tools than ever. It's being more generous in terms of how you can customize and choose how you want to build your character when you're handing in engrams there used to be it used to operate like a poker machine you'd pop in um your kind of loot items after a mission and it would give you just randomly generated loot could be for weapons or what have you uh this time you've got options you might want to select uh, an armor piece from your loot drop and a, and a weapon piece instead so this this feels like a game or rather an expansion that's been listening to what the fans have wanted for years and years and years and given it to them in a very huge buffet. Despite the fact that you don't get a strike in the standard edition, it doesn't really matter. There is so much game here. Um, this is probably as significant as Destiny has been. Uh, I don't know if it yet takes over the Taken King for me in terms of my if I like it the most because I haven't played the Raiders yet, but everything else indicates to me that this is probably a winner. This is, um, yeah, this is big. Big for Destiny. So I've got a couple of questions. Um, I know that we've spoken about it before. Like, I'm just hoping, now that you've played the Witch Queen, Queen. Uh, does New Monarchy make a return at all? Unfortunately not, and that's been something I've been a bit disappointed in. It seems like they kind of flirted with it, kind of in the early years right. of Destiny 2, bringing in the, the factions and playing the sort of factions as the three factions and levelling up your alignment with them. To Wasn't unlock there, the gear. Was there three or four? I thought it was three. There was New Monarchy, something with the, with the Black Flag, and then Future War. Cult. Cult. Yeah. Maybe it was only three then. So it was the fourth one. I think there was three. The game seems to operate in threes. One thing I didn't mention that's going to be really big for the story impacts of uh, The Witch Queen, and it's a story like Destiny's never done before. This game doesn't just throw a big bad at you and go, let's chase down the big bad, take them out, and then a happy ending. Um, Savathun, there's a whole mystery around why she's even here. She, she, at the start, is not even aware that she's come into the uh, sort of world of the Guardians. She's sort of hovering over Mars. Mars is back. Mars disappeared from the game for whatever reason, a year or so ago, two years ago, when they were um, shutting away content. So we don't really know who she is. And a lot of the campaign is not actually trying to beat her. It's actually trying to learn and find out about her. And she probably adds the most characterization and world building to the series that's ever had. The game has not had much of a clear, sensible story. It's been very difficult to follow. This is as clear as it's been in saying that. As I said, this is still not going to be welcoming to new players. They're going to have to do a heck of a lot to try and make sense of what's going on and even how to play it. Uh, so it's still classic Destiny. It's just Destiny as good as it's ever been. In terms of... So I remember playing the... It might even be the Taken King. And mm. I was like, you know, this first mission... Like the story missions have always been really, really cool. That's the but strength, yeah. But there's never been enough of them. Is there a True. good feed here or...? Yeah, and they're long. Um, so there's probably not a, a many of them but rather they're very lengthy. So I'm finding that each of the story missions, when you would think that they're pretty much over by the definition of a story mission from Old Destiny, which might take 20 to 30 minutes, some of these are taking closer to an hour and they've got all these story set pieces involved and 
Um, it's constantly giving you sort of rewards at checkpoints. So it's, they're really trying to make it almost kind of like mini dungeons in a way, which is nice because they have tried to give you dungeons as story missions in Destiny before and then basically give you that, that dungeon again after the story until you to keep replaying it. But this is actually its own unique, well-thought-out content. It's as conclusive and as well-tied together as the stories have ever been but there's still destiny. Like it's still very much a really out there, wacky space sci-fi with lots of magic and wizards that doesn't really congeal with much sense. Like it's bizarre. All right. Last question from me. And this has probably been answered before because I think I might've asked it, but I'm going to ask it like I'm typing it into Google. (laughs) Um, I'm playing destiny to the witch queen. Will my character from the last time I played destiny still be there? Like, will it load into, into Bungie servers as my uh, the hunter that I am? Good question. So if you if the last time you played Destiny was Destiny 1, you won't access that character on Destiny 2? No, no, it was, you know, it's the Taken... Wait, no, what, what was the Taken King? The Taken King? King was Destiny 1, yeah. Oh, shit. It was like the second or third last year <laughs> of Destiny 1 because that was then followed up no, by... No, I definitely played Destiny 2. Vine. I definitely played Destiny 2. Hmm. So, like, let, let's say you played Destiny 2 on launch and you rolled a character and that character only got to, like, an item level of 50. You only finished the tutorial and you didn't play any more of it. If you log on to Destiny now with the Witch Queen, your power level is going to be something like 1350. They've jacked it right the way up and started everyone on the same level. And uh, there's actually quite very little grind in terms of getting up to a level where everyone else is. They've really tried to shorten the gap. Um, it's never been this friendly or this kind destiny's usually been a pretty aggressive grind and it's kind of it has at times felt like gambling uh, this is the nicest and most generous it's ever felt okay cool oh, yeah i'm just looking at the um like the artwork here and i definitely did did buy destiny 2 so hmm. cool all right hey. um anyone else got any questions no you answered the the one question i had which was i uh, the last time I played Destiny 2 was the f- the first expansion that they did, maybe. Like, it's been a long time between drinks. But I very, very, very much enjoy the gameplay. The story I, I don't care too much for. Like, it's nice set dressing, but I don't care all that much in the grand scheme of things. That's how I look at it too, yeah. Yeah, but if, if the... If the level of entry isn't too high and it starts you off on a decently level playing field, uh, I think I might be back in because I haven't, yeah, I haven't played it in a very, very long time, but I have very fond memories from what I did. So this might be, yeah, it's sounding like a spot that I might want to pick it back up from, from what you've said. Yeah. And, and look, I guess on that one last comment I'd leave with it is Destiny used to kind of play like Halo, I suppose. So you'd go through a lot of hallways and there'd be aliens just sort of sitting around. You'd blow them yeah. away and you'd proceed into the next hallway or the next little zone or paddock. Um, this, for the first time, they've radically changed how firefights work. This actually plays more like Doom or Doom Eternal. So mm. you'll walk into this kind of arena and it will be very clearly laid out with a lot of very spacious verticality and it then just goes, better start jumping because it's going to throw more enemies at you than it's ever done before. Like you start walking into early missions, it's throwing like 30 thrown at you and 20 hive knights. And it's just, it's ludicrous. We've never seen this amount of um, enemies being thrown at you. It's like serious Sam levels, but the game gives you the power. Like it's never, it's completely sort of reworked how the soup, how the supers work. And they all sort of build on top of one another and combo together. So you just create these 
outrageous nuclear um, sort of explosions as you're going through these sort of doom arenas. Um, it, it's, I think Destiny is probably going to become a bit more relevant again over the next year, perhaps, because this is a big change for the series. Nice, Can nice. Oh, right, well, we look forward to checking out uh, your review when it hits the website. Uh, all right, before we go into news and other discussion, we'll hear from Ash, who's got a, a message about Manscaped. Mm-mm, splish splash, I was taking a bath and I noticed I have beautiful balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favourite routine with the all-new Ultra Premium Collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair and balls deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WELLSHAVED. Now as a guy, I can tell you that 9 times out of 10, my showers involve hot water, a little bit of soap and probably about 2 minutes of actual effort. But let me walk you through the Manscaped shower routine once you have access to the new Ultra Premium Collection. Step 1. Lather on the cologne-infused Ultra Premium Body Wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturised all day. Step 2. Hair care time. Can't neglect that. Apply the 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner that cleanses and nourishes all in one easy step. Plus, the non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, green tea and aloe turmeric to really get you smelling good. Also, don't forget to apply this to your armpits and pubes, alright? Step 3. Once you hop out of the shower, protect yourself from body odour by applying the Manscaped Aluminum-Free Deodorant. This deodorant dries clear and is also cologne-infused to make that special person really notice how good you smell. Step 4. Maybe apply the Manscaped Lip Balm. I mean, it's a free gift when you purchase the Ultra Premium Collection, so, I mean, what do you got to lose? And last but not least, yeah, we're still using the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair. Not to mention the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you bet it's now a major key to any shower routine. This elite trimmer was designed in a lab to trim hair on loose skin, so even though your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one. Benefit from the proprietary skin-safe technology. Show them you care. This new bundle will change your life, and we want all of you to get a hold of it, so please, save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code WELLSHAVED. Get your groom on. That code again, WELLSHAVED. Yellow.
Cool. Um, yeah, so you've used, uh, given your, your balls the treatment? Yeah. No, my, my balls, my, uh, uh, what's a polite way of saying gooch? Oh, I've said it now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Very, very nice. Okay. Uh, news. Let's get stuck into some news. Unless there's, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about this week. Any shout outs? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Uh, Mark, speaking of you, uh, Mark will have the, yeah, the Babylon's Fall review up. Um, but he's also written a little feature piece on video game open worlds that's uh, worthy of a read. You should uh, go and check that out. Um, I think that's the only shout out I got for this week. It was pretty crazy for a, a few weeks there, but pretty quiet now. All right, so news. Not a not a super busy week, but there's enough uh, you know enough going on. Uh, probably let's just go with with a with a random one. It's that Epic uh, acquired uh, Bandcamp, uh, which is a announcement I did not think I'd ever read. Um, Anybody else just uh, just as surprised by this? It's yeah, it's real bizarre. It's it it hit me how bizarre it was because I was driving to the supermarket this evening and uh, it came up on Triple J like they were they were talking about Epic Games acquiring Bandcamp on Triple J and I was like this is a this is a really weird circumstance and yeah it's. I, I did not have this on my, my bingo card for this year at all. Yeah, that's one of the things, isn't it? Because that's like, you're right. Like, this is probably the first time that I've seen um, an acquisition from a company like Epic talked about on anything other than gaming channels. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. So it's so such such a, like, so ubiquitous with like streaming music and downloading music, which is a whole nother industry. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, it's, it's odd that they've kind of just, acquired this seemingly unconnected uh, service in a seemingly unconnected industry, but it's interesting. It'll be interesting to find out why or if there's any mm. specific reason other than them just wanting to own things. <sighs> yeah. Well, did anybody else, does anyone else use Bandcamp? Yeah. I thought you would. Uh, Nathan, Adam, do you ever use Bandcamp? Can you explain to me what Bandcamp is like? I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> um, Bandcamp is essentially a music purchasing platform um, so that you can purchase and directly download DRM-free music from artists in a way that uh, they actually get paid a fair amount of money. That sounds um, really good. And you get the mm. files. You don't have to log into a streaming service to play yeah. things. And you can choose which files you want. So you can, like, you purchase a album or whatever, and you can choose, like, FLAC, ALAC, yeah. MP3, uh, high-quality MP3s. There's a bunch of stuff there. And it's not not this cut and dry, but essentially, like, 9 out, nine out of 10 sales or 8 out of 10 sales, the artist gets the money back from those sales and the other 20% or 10%, whatever it is. Goes to um, the platform. Yeah, it goes to the platform. Uh, and there's often like days uh, that they have. I think they're called, they're called like Bandcamp Fridays, where they actually waive their share of the of sales. So all money raised in like that day, or all, all sales made, go to straight to like the artist. 
Um, and we, we, I take it that the pundits have no clear indication as to why Epic would purchase a service like this. Not really. No, not really, because like it says that the, you know the report said that they're being ru- still being run independently and still have the same EO. Yeah. Uh, EO, that's not a thing. Uh, <laughs> CEO uh, running the ship, so it's like it doesn't. Yeah, it, uh, as of right now, there's no clear indicator for why they would have acquired them. Mm. It is. Um, yeah, it's a funny one. Um, yeah, they, they just say that um, uh, Bandcamp will play an important role in Epic's vision to build out a creator marketplace ecosystem for content, technology, games, art, music, and more. So who knows, yeah. Maybe um, there was something in their platform that they liked and that's the bulk of it. I don't know. Mm, but, like, yeah, like it's like you can't buy like, you know, like all big uh, artists and stuff, they're not really on Bandcamp. It's more like an indie sort of platform. Yeah. But there, you know, but there's like labels like operate out of uh, Bandcamp as well. Um, but yeah, like uh, my mate, big Olivier Devere, wherever fuck I can never pronounce his name correctly. He sells all his um, soundtracks and stuff on on Bandcamp. So um, yeah, anyway, we'll see where that one goes. Uh, I just closed the doco, so someone's gonna have to read the next bit. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Oh, here I am. Sorry, I'm, I'm back up. Um, some Battlefield 2042 news is the long-awaited <laughs> scoreboard update is going live or should be live now. I wonder who's going to appreciate that. Um, uh, all four players that are still enjoying the game, I think. So, yeah. Uh, is this the list here? List of players. What's the, what's the, what's the steadfast <laughs> bundle? <laughs> Uh, the steadfast bundle is just like a a goodwill no, just... a goodwill thing for for yeah. players who bought like the deluxe edition. It, that re- really is nothing. But the rest yeah, of the sorry update, sorry for those guys. Yeah, Jesus. Update three point three. It's just like um, there's minor bug fixes and bits and pieces here and there. Um, but the main thing is yeah that refreshed scoreboard. Which in fairness, it is it's it's good. Like the design is good, but I just have no idea why it wasn't in the game to begin with. That is the strangest omission. It's just mm. bizarre. You know, these things take time. Have you ever tried building a scoreboard, Adam? I've got a whiteboard next to me. Do you want me to draw you one? Yeah, please Show do. you play a tally. Um, while you do that, uh, Forspoken has been delayed to October 11. Uh, a little bit surprising. I didn't. Uh, I thought this one was still pretty much on track, but uh, they put out a statement that reads, we've made the decision to move the release date of Forspoken to October 11, 2022. Our vision for this exciting new IP is to deliver a game world and hero that gamers across the globe will want to experience for years to come. So getting it right is extremely important to us. To that end, during the next few months, we'll focus all of our efforts on polishing the game and can't wait for you to experience Frey's journey this fall. Suck it, Luminous Productions. Um, there you go. Sorry, they didn't actually add that last part in. Um, but yeah, a little bit surprising. Adam, are you... No, Kieran is the fan, isn't he? He is the fan of this game, the only fan. Oh, I'm keen. Yeah, I'm keen as well. He's up, yeah. mate. He'll be throwing only fans around like that. 
But that's Jeremy's. all the response you get. So yeah. <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. um, it's can I just say though, is for, uh, for spoken's going to be open world, isn't it? That seems to be the yeah. impression that we're given. Yeah, it's so. so hard to get enthused about open worlds after Elden Ring. I might be that guy. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> Kieran um. screwed up his face. We. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nathan, so you're uh, a bit bummed? Um, look, I feel like what, it was originally set for May, wasn't it? And yeah. even where we are in the year at the moment, we're in March. It doesn't look like there's a whole heap lined up for May. So May's starting to look a bit quiet. I was kind of looking forward to that in May because there's not much else contesting for it. Yeah, October's tricky. I feel like there's a, quite a few heavy hitters that we're expecting in October or close to it that are definitely going to overshadow this. Yeah, there mm. has to be a few announcements. Your God of War, Ragnaroks, your, you know, Harry Potter, your whatever else ends up landing in that time period. Did um, did Saints Row get moved to May? Or did I make that up? That's August, right? Okay, right. Yeah. That seems okay. right. Yeah, right. All right, yeah, so May is look, looking a bit... Well, if your predictions are correct, maybe, maybe a Plague Tale. Maybe a plague tale will take up the uh, take up the mantle in May. If oh, our predictions are correct. The first one. Good man. Um, all right. God of War is getting a TV series, uh, and it looks to be uh, coming from Amazon Prime or Prime Video. Sorry. Uh, according to a report by Deadline, Prime Video is currently in talks with PlayStation to adapt Kratos' story into a live action series. The series will be uh, will apparently be headed up by Mark Fergus and Hawk Osby. What a fucking boss name, Hawk. Yeah, uh, the creators of The Expanse and Raph Judkins. I don't know if that's, that doesn't sound like a real His names sound fake. So, yeah, I don't know. They sound like the names of white people in Japanese games. <laughs> <laughs> Raph Judkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's funny. Um, shit. Anyway, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, well, it just every fucking game's getting made to a TV series if you're at PlayStation. Pretty what if they've gone more? Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie it? as well, I think, if I remember correctly. So Can't wait for Babylon for the TV series. <laughs> I, that part of me swears there's still a good idea buried deep somewhere in there. Oh, Jesus. We won't see it, will we? It's real deep, baby. <laughs> real deep. Deeper um, than Zach Jackson's cavities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about his teeth either. I don't know if Manscaped has a trimmer for that. <laughs> Um, Halo Co-op campaign, or sorry, Halo's campaign co-op has been delayed. Uh, will be added during season two of the multiplayer. I assume that's what that's referring to. Yeah. So have any of us actually? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Adam. No, yeah, I was just going to say it was meant to to launch with the start of season two, um, which I think is meant to start May fourth, if I remember correctly. Um, but now they've just pushed it back to say that it'll be coming sometime during season two. So hopefully that's sooner rather than later. They've also said that Forge will be season three. Um, so yeah, hopefully all of these fan favorite and expected modes will be in the game sooner rather than later. What the fuck has taken him so long? Seriously? Yeah. So I was going to say, has anyone here actually finished Halo Infinite or are we waiting for the co-op or just not that interested? I haven't played I, it because don't yeah. give it to us. 
I started it. I played, I played maybe two hours and I was bored. So I think I, I'll, I'll give it another go when there's co-op, but I don't like my chances even then. Mm. Yeah, Did I you play it, Nathan? touched it. Yeah, I, I played it and I think I, t- I spoke with Kieran when I played it. And one thing he pointed out that actually stuck as an issue for me is there doesn't seem to be a whole heap of diversity in terms of what the areas that you're interacting with or the environments um, and even the objectives, it, it started to feel a little a little samey for me, a little routine. So I'd be very eager to play it with another person, but it couldn't sustain my interest as an individual. Yeah, mm. it strikes me being that I think I've played like literally five minutes of the campaign and that I've just played some multiplayer, but it strikes me as a game that is like the open world is a little bit pointless unless Correct. you have multiple people Correct. within it. Like if you have a, a couple mates or... I can't remember if it's two or four player co-op or whatever they're doing. But if you have other players in the open world, it becomes a fun like sandbox. But by yourself, I just, I don't really see Halo needing that open world system. That just seems, yeah. It doesn't even operate like an open world. It's it's just an essentially an oversized battleground with loads of skirmishes dotted around it. Like you're not interacting with the world. You're not doing any kind of role playing or genuine exploration. That's a pass for me until yeah, I can enjoy it with a friend, I think. I think that might be the way. Last one. Uh, Dead Space Remake. Um, let me just load this one up. Uh, so, a Dead Space Remake developer live stream is happening this week. So, it'll be Friday. So, I think when this... No. Saturday. 5 a.m. Saturday. Um. Cool. So, have they said what this uh, they're going to show off, or just no, no? They they did a little teaser to just that. It kind of seemed like it was going to be focused on the enemies, so the necromorphs. Um, mm. But apart from that, they haven't said a great deal. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's just keen to see little tidbits here and there. It very much seems like they're going to be doing these smaller little live streams or little drops of content rather than. Hey, we're working on the game. Well, you'll hear from us in two years when we have a trailer and a release date for you. So, I mean, I appreciate that. Just the the little nuggets of info here and there. So, yeah, keen to see what it has has in store. Nice. And I think that's almost about it. At least it's on uh, the website. Uh, anything else that's gone on this week? I feel like, I feel like there's been something else. Uh, maybe not. Mm. Not that I can think uh, of, but guarantee the, uh, as soon as we stop recording, some massive news will break because that's usually um, how it goes. I think Capcom announced that the RE games, uh, Remake 2, Remake 3, and 7 are getting yep. next-gen uh, versions or updates, sorry. Um, yep. For free. For free. I can't recall exactly what... Uh, they will include because I didn't actually read the article. I just saw the news and I was pretty busy. Uh, so that's one thing that I did read, and I felt like there was something else that was revealed. Uh, was it about GTA Five? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, um, the the campaign is going to be fifteen bucks on PlayStation for a short period of time before it bumps really. up to sixty bucks. Uh, nice. And then I think on Xbox, it's half price, it's $30 for the launch, and then it'll go up to 60 So if you're planning on buying it and playing it for 
let's be honest, like the ninth time, then it's probably worth jumping on sooner rather than later. God, it's well, tempting. I yeah, placed oh, it, fuck so it, I'm going to do it. I placed it, so yeah, that, that'll be a good time to dive in. There you go. Um, actually, speaking of pledges, very, 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 very quickly, uh, this is Kieran Stockton's pledge list. Ooh, uh, yes. So let's see if we get the uh, the all clear here. He's gone with the RE3 remake, Persona 5 Strikers, Returnal, Yakuza 6 Song of Life, Astral Chain, Breath of the Wild, and Phoenix Point. Holy crap, that is yeah, a lot of a lot. game. And that's he said, savage. in the email to me, he said, probably not enough. Well, no, like Breath of the Wild right there, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I was probably 80 hours before I hit credits yeah. on that. Astral, Astral, Astral Chain's, Chain's pretty big. Like, yeah, that, that took me like 20. What are the other ones? Resident Evil Remake uh, 3 short. You can finish that in one sitting. Or I yep. did. Uh, hang on, sorry. I think I just closed it. Uh, there was Phoenix Point. I don't know, even know what that is. Yeah, it's a tactical strategy game. I haven't played that yet. Good choice. Um, Returnal. Yeah, I mean, Returnal's what? That's like 25 hours as well. Mm. Yeah. Yakuza 6, Song of Life. That's, um, that's about a 40. And yeah, Persona 30, 5 Strikers. Yeah, 30, 40. That's about another 40, isn't yeah. it? Like, that game's huge. Yeah. Or long, rather. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's done himself dirty there, hasn't he? Jesus. Very ambitious list. Good man. I mean, if he wants good to man. do it, he can do it. Yeah, it's a absolutely. very good list. All right, well, we'll give him the uh, the all all clear there. Um, all right. Uh, Tell him we, we just slipped it through. More suggestions next time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no, Ash did send me his list as well because ah, we didn't talk about Ashes on the Darksiders, Darksiders two, Darksiders three. Darksiders no, but speaking Genesis. of Darksiders, um, uh, J- Jordan's punishment is to play Darksiders three on Dark Souls combat mode. Yep. Um, whatever, yeah, whatever that is. Uh, but his pledges are Last of Us Part 2, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Ghostbusters the video game, Marvel's Spider-Man and Mar- plus Miles Morales, Ghost Rider, uh, sorry, Ghost Runner, and Middle Earth Shadow of War. Jason. Yeah, that's respectable yeah. for Ash's time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ghostbusters is a weird, is a a weird inclusion one to throw there, in there, isn't it? But I can appreciate it. The, if he's talking about like the the PS3 one, then he's he's got a good game on his hands. That's, that's doesn't uh, doesn't say, but um, whatever. I'd imagine that's what that is. Um. All right. Let's go to yeah. That's it. We'll uh, we'll go to the off topics. Um. Because it's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much all we've got. It'd be a short and short and sweet. Uh episode this week adam i did have a quick question you have played a little bit of gran turismo if i'm not mistaken i have i have very terribly played a bit of gran turismo but i've been enjoying it a great deal. yeah yeah um and also kieran i read your lovely piece on the the music mode and mm. could not agree more that mode is an absolute banger and it, I, I remember reading about it and being a little confused. Like, I couldn't quite piece together. You kind of have to, like, even was... trying to explain it is hard. You have to mm. just it's, kind of, like, play it. It's, it is. it is. It really is difficult, but it's it's almost therapeutic. Like, yeah. I genuinely, genuinely enjoy that mode. And, yeah, I, I keep finding myself going back to it if I have, like, a spare five or ten minutes. Yeah, it's, um, it's very pick up and play. 
it really is. And Which is that's, like something, yeah, something I didn't expect from GT7 at all. No, it's the absolute opposite of what you think of when someone mentions Gran Turismo. You usually think of like the, getting your license and being frustrated that you can't shave like 0.2 of a second off a lap. So it's it's a nice little departure. Tell me about but it. The, the other side Use the code well that. shave to get 20% off your laps. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something well done. Oh, that's uh, good. But no, nah, the, the game in in both aspects is great. Like the pick up and play is excellent. But then if you really want to get to the, the nitty gritty and, you know, f- tune your car and all of that business, it's, I'm not a car person by any stretch of the imagination, but that game makes me interested in cars. Like the passion right? that that, that those devs have for cars is it's infectious. Like it, every time I boot up the game, I, I get a little bit excited and become a bit more of a motorhead. So yeah, it's, it's excellent. The game's really, really good and I'm having a good old time with it. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so question for everyone who has seen the Batman. I have not yet. Not yet. Not yet either. Um, but I want to give a shout out to my uh, store manager who's seen it four times. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going nice. a second time soon. First as and soon over the uh, no, how? as soon as I can afford it, I'll be yeah, going a second time as well yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm keen to go a first time. Um, hopefully nice. this weekend yeah, if things nice. line up. But we loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've got two separate people here. You got Kieran, who's more my side of the fence with in terms of superhero films. Not a massive fan. Um, you loved it because of that reason. Like, is that one reason why you loved it? Because it wasn't like a traditional superhero film. I mean, that was what that was what like got me through the door, knowing okay. that it wasn't a typical superhero film that it lent into more grounded aspects but um i actually like wound up it's hard to you know really explain it without giving too much away um but i i appreciated it for what it did for these characters um knowing what little i know about them like this is this is the most that i ever understood batman batman characters like the way that they convey um you know bruce wayne's uh, emotional state and everyone's motivations and the stakes and like all of that, like that's the most immersed I've ever felt in that, that world. And they managed to pull that off in what is again, like a very grounded take on the, on the world. So it was, yeah, mind blowing. It's very, and, and like just aesthetically and like the cinematography and the soundtrack, it's very like, like big budget noir, uh, which is very cool. Um, so yeah, it's worth seeing even if you don't like superhero stuff. Will you watch the sequel? Um, I don't. Yeah, I like this. I'd like to see more. I don't know if it like if the element of like newness not being there in a sequel will ruin, like ruin some of it. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think like it's it's one of those like it feels like a movie that it's like lightning. You know, it it, it doesn't really strike twice. Oh, um, that's big praise, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just like it was an experience, and uh, yeah, like I, as much as I want to see more, and I'd love to see what where they go next with the sort of things that they've alluded to in it. I don't know if it would be as effective the second time around. Ooh, I'm buzzing. So, all right, quick one for you, and just remind me: did, did you see the Joker? 
the film. Yeah. Yeah. With that's and, that's and, and the... say the actor's name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Phoenix. Um, but that was to KV. <laughs> I did see the Joker, but I didn't like it. Okay, cool, cool. I, I couldn't remember, so I was going to say yeah, whether you liked it more than the Joker. Very different. Or, or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now, Adam, as someone who froths fucking superheroes, um, yep. how does it, how's it rate for you? I want to see it again before I give it the 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 big tick of approval but i it's probably my favorite batman film to date more Um, than the dark knight more than the dark knight yeah i think it is a more complete film than the dark knight um and it's also i don't think it's as much a superhero film as it is a comic book film um which there is a pretty big distinction but i don't i think those those waters have been muddied but I mean, to, to point the finger at the big, the big dog in the room, because the MCU has very much a, an archetype of a superhero film and what that is. Uh, you forget that comic books are a medium that are a little bit more broad. They don't just tell stories of these huge bombastic characters that just level cities and, you know, have, have a quip to say about everything. Like this is a dark noir detective film. And that is what Batman is. Like if you read... Um, the comic books that it's kind of inspired by the year two comic series and the book Wayne's of Gotham. Like and the Phantom, I heard. And the, fa- yeah. <laughs> Billy Zane may have a, a cameo. See, Bruce Wayne, Billy Zane. That's um, that's actually where Bruce Bruce was got, got his name from. I'll, I'll let that slide because I like you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's very much based in a gritty grounded world. And that's something that you, we don't really see all that often in superhero or comic book films anymore. And it is genuinely a a, a fantastic movie. Like regardless of whether you like Batman, whether you're into comic books, whether you're into superheroes, it's just a really good film. And Mm. that it makes me, it makes me smile because I fucking love everything Batman. And it finally feels like there's a genuinely good film for everyone to enjoy rather than just being that nerdy kid in the class that likes Batman. So in a, in a little way that's kind of vindicating, but yeah, the, the movie's great. And I think both, yeah, Nathan, Zach, you, I think you'll, you'll both love it. Well, yeah. In ter- I mean, you, you know that I'm not a massive superhero person, but in terms of uh, those big, big names you know not like your green lanterns and your phantoms and stuff um i do enjoy uh i do enjoy the batman films so keen to go see it all right very quick question for karen and adam again but simple just want as as little amount of words as possible uh big robbie robbie p as the phantom of the phantom as the batman (laughs) we Um, can only dream (laughs) how does he go as the bat the Batman, the Batman, the Batman. <laughs> um, I um, I actually saw like a really great uh, tweet or comment somewhere about um, about our pats as as Batman, um, and let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it says I saw the Batman last night, and all you need to know about it is that. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You're recycling trucks, mate. Oh. <laughs> Fucking that trucks. shit house at, at night. That shit house. Yeah, I live in the city. <laughs> this is why we, we 
if we call our pets if, if the podcast runs too long <laughs> if the podcast <laughs> <laughs> runs shouldn't, too long shouldn't he be taking out the trash mate <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Um, no, no, no. This, no, this, this tweet shit. says, uh, "This tweet says, I saw the Batman last night, and all you need to know about it is that Robert Pattinson plays Batman like a total badass, but he plays Bruce Wayne as a sad, weird cat, and it's perfect." Yep, spot on. I couldn't agree more. Oh, I think, it's like, yeah, his his depiction of of both characters are completely different, and they're unique and excellent in a few different ways. And yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Absolutely loved him. Did it make you want to watch Twilight again no. or for the first time? No, he's been in shit ah. that is much much better than Twilight. Dude's great. Have you seen Good Time yet, Zach? Oh, what a good time it is! Sitting on no. Netflix, ready to go. No, I did watch Scream. I watched Scream. Actually, I've been saying yeah. thank you for reminding me because I want like to give a shout series? out to uh, no, buddy. No, wants no, to know the new yeah. film. Ah, oh, what a banger! Don't yes. shit on it. Fuck you. Shit on everything I like. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Uh, look, as what it, I thought, I, I enjoyed it enough. Um, I liked what it did and what it was doing, but thought it was a bit fucking bit trash. Because it wasn't it fucking Polish. What's that? I'd... Yeah, because because it didn't have subtitles, mate. <laughs> Jesus, subtitles that you can't read, you bastard. Um, I don't know, I just thought it was just, I don't know, just a bit cheesy. But I know that like that, that's what it was, but it's just... I, like, you didn't just, like it for being what it was. No, like I thought it was, it was a little... I don't, I don't... I can't really answer that without some spoilers. So there were scenes that there that I was just like, come on, it's a bit fucking... It's a bit a little too far. But I, but I did, I did in, in, enjoy like the throwbacks and... You know that, that sort of stuff, and it, it it definitely didn't take itself too seriously. So no, definitely. Um, it gets a five out of ten from me. Wow, getting the bin, mate. Five. So, Anna, uh, if if we if anyone cares about Anna's ratings here, yeah, she, she loved it. She gave it a two. In fairness, she hasn't. I don't think she's actually seen the original film. So, okay, oh, well, yeah, I mean... if you go into that without context, <laughs> then yep, that would yep, fair yep. enough. Um, but then she was asking me questions like, "Oh, who's this character?" I was like, "Mate, I haven't seen this film since I was fucking in Tassie, mate. Like, that's like nearly twenty years. I I, I don't remember this shit." The first film's death worth yeah. a rewatch before the new one, and I did. Yeah, that. And I did good. say I did say that we probably should have watched uh, at least a couple of the films before we watched that. But the, the actual TV series that they had, I actually didn't mind that. I thought it was pretty good. The first, I I was okay yeah. with the first season and then it Can't remember. decided to jump off a cliff. You know, I'm talking like, you know, it was a six, you know, it was a, wasn't a terrible watch. It oh, was, so it was better than the new film. You know, I'd get the no. bins, Zach. Let's, let's wrap this shit up. Jesus. Maybe, we, oh, yeah. Buddy's going to fucking disown this podcast now. <laughs> you better come in and put you in your place. He will. He will. He'll be. Look. Uh, yeah. No. Spoiler. So I can't. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Let's wrap it up there. Unless anyone's got any other. Uh, what are we talking about? Off topics. No. What's the Green Knight? Oh. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. I can see why some people would bounce off it because it's definitely, it's definitely a literary wank piece. Mm. Um. And it re- requires you to meet it halfway, but if you do, 
I thought it was a good, good lot of fun. But yeah, it's 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 definitely literary, literary wank. Like it doesn't tell you much. You've got to read into everything. You've got to read it all very literally. Uh, but I thought it was a good good twist on the hero's journey and turning mm. it on its head. Uh, pun intended. Nice. nice. I liked it. Very Sick. pretty too. Such yeah. a pretty film. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my garbage is done. It's been collected. Is that in there? <laughs> Adam, what, when's the new garbage uh, collection schedule? Oh, yeah, so we put it out on a Monday night. gets picked up on a Tuesday. So yeah, right. early in the week, I'm pretty keen on it. Nathan, what's your schedule like for garbage? Yeah, mine's, mine's Wednesday night, and uh, on Thursday morning, there's a rush to get the bins because there's some real munted ones, so the neighbours just sort of try and fight <laughs> to get the good ones back. Because right. we're all like cowards, so millennials and shit. We don't talk to one another, so we're just very passively, aggressively, just try and make sure that, okay, this bin's in front of my house, don't fucking touch it. I don't know. Like We're all very clear on whose is whose. Oh, that's but you try good. and pull a sneak. You don't ever want to be the one that's stuck like without the lid for that week because it's just getting bogged with rain. <laughs> just order a new fucking lid. Can't you just call the council? I mean, that, well, he just said there are right? a bunch fucking of millennials. They don't have he to, can't even to talk to his neighbours, let alone call the council. Jesus. Right, I mean, it's lucky if you even find a dining table in a millennial's house these days. Time to change it, mate. Mine's uh, communal, so we got just three big bins. Uh, in the garage. I mean, ours are communal too, mate. Yeah, but yours, you know, like they just stay inside the like, underground your, car park. I reckon someone in your block is eating dinner off of the bin lid. <laughs> 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 like they just got it in their house. That's <laughs> fucked up. Uh, and for the rest of you, uh, I would assume that Friday morning, so when this podcast launches, your fucking garbage day for your uh, treated, well played fucking <laughs> rabble. So we're going to end it right fucking there. Um, it's Friday morning. Come get your garbage. <laughs> That's the most accurate uh, re- uh, endorsement of the podcast I've ever heard from you, Zach. Uh, if you want to check out all the garbage, go to www.wellhyphenplay.com.au and you can go listen, watch all the, read all the content there and fuck yeah. Um <laughs> Thank you, Fab. Hope you have a great week. Hope you're staying safe and shave your balls. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh.